Good morning. It's Melinda Treadwell, the president here at Keene State College. I'm thrilled to be with you here on the Campus Corner this morning. Uh, I'm in studio this morning with Daniel Saletti, a senior broadcast journalism major here at Keene State and one of our most dedicated DJs here at WKNH 91.3 FM and WKNH.org. Daniel, good morning. Good morning. It's great to have you in studio, and I'm so excited. I usually uh, have the privilege to have you beside me running the board, and so today it's nice to have you across the table. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. Joining me in the conversation, so thanks for taking the time. Not a problem. And running the board beside me will be Diana Duffy today. So, Diana, thank you for for stepping in for Daniel. Always a pleasure. (laughs) So, speaking of stepping in, I wanted to just give a shout-out to Kamal Atkins. Dr. Atkins covered the show for me last week with Nadia Hassan, and he rocked it. I know uh, folks describe his voice as like butter. So, Kamal... Thank you for, for running the campus corner so last week. He is incredible. So oh, um, but all of our listeners out there, you get me again today. So so thanks for joining me. And as those of you who have listened in in the past, you know the campus corner is about uh, opportunities for our students, faculty, and staff to share the many corners of our campus um, to talk about their experiences and why they came and what they do here. So Daniel, senior, I'm not going to start off asking you what you're doing next. Uh, <laughs> you can think about that. But um where are you from and what brought you to Keene State? Well, uh, I'm from Concord uh, and originally originally from New Jersey, but we moved to Concord geez, going on uh, nine years now, I'd say. Wow. Um, and then uh, I, I went to uh, NHTI for a couple of years and said, you know, I want to transfer to a bigger school. And um, I remember at high school, uh, Keene State was there and uh, I said, I'm looking for, at, at that point in time, three things. And they checked off all three things and... Uh, uh, I said, sold. You got a deal. Great. What were the three things? Well, at the time, it was um, I was looking for film, theater, and teaching, and obviously those those changed massively because, mm-hmm. uh, like you said, I'm now a journalism major. Um, you know, a few of those things kind of left the left the ballpark a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I originally came to Keene State, I was still into the film major world. Yeah. And I thought, eesh, uh, comparing that to journalism, I like, I, I really love journalism, and it seems like it's more doable in the two years. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, I think I'll do that and keep the film as a hobby. Incredible. And actually really interesting combinations. When I think about what journalists need to do, particularly in broadcast journalism, a lot of what you do is educate, right? So this concept of teaching and how to break content down and make it um, consumable, if you will, for your broadcast audience, oh, yeah. that lines up, the film, that's really neat. It's a neat combination. Yeah. So, so talk uh, with me a little bit about your early experience, how you found your way into the broadcast journalism major. Like, what sparked your interest as you were thinking about those courses early on? Well, um, it, that that's a that's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> I'm putting I'm being put on the spot here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but honestly, it was just um, the idea of getting to be in a studio, b- delivering the news, being on camera, which is connecting to the film world so that makes me happy right. and uh you know finding out what it, what i have to do with all the other journalism things all the other necessities like writing for it and producing it and being in it is always been fun and uh the professors there are extremely extremely good to me and they really do if you have a problem they do take you under their wing and say here let's work this out incredible and so and this is one of the things diana and i have spoken about um on with you and and about uh, your experiences here at Keene, you do write, and you are a DJ. So talk a little bit with me about where your interest in writing not only content for broadcast but just 
prose. Like you, you just love to write. So talk to me a bit about that. The the writing is is interesting because it's not per se for broadcast. It's what would be considered fan fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I, I do a lot of writing for that. And um, I'll take I'll usually take a character, do something with him, write an original story, and then that'll be that. Like ridiculous stuff. Like I've made. Um, James Bond have a sidekick named Double O Saletti and stuff like that, <laughs> and I'll put that up on. I'll, I'll make an audiobook of it and make and put it up on YouTube, and people love it. But the radio <laughs> thing, um, uh, it was Peter Dubois who worked on the eboard here, mm-hmm. and he said, "Hey, have you ever thought about the radio?" And I said, "Not really." Uh, and I said, "You know, what would I do for a show?" Well, I, I like I like movies and TV. Could I do like a small talk show about it? And he said, "Sure, go for it." And I said all right great i'll do i'll do a talk show and it just started off from there and then friends started contacting me saying we want to be on the show and uh uh the rest is history that's incredible so um for those listeners here on wknh this is student-run radio so you do you produce your content you have your own uh, show slots within it we have a student-led e-board so the executive board that guides the radio station does all the programming and the lineup so on your talk show what are the themes you try to explore? What what are the things you try to do? Well, we usually pick a theme per week, and you know we try to divvy it up between TV and TV and movie. But uh, we usually pick a theme, and we talk about it. Like recent, like we've done everything from James Bond to Pink Panther to Star Trek, Star Wars, Superman. Uh, recently, we just did Pirates of the Caribbean, and. Uh, we just have a great time talking about it. We'll listen to a couple of, uh, you know, bits of music from it mm-hmm. sometimes, and then we'll move on to the next theme. And recently I've been looking at a huge list that I compile and I say, uh, all right, here's a poll for next week. Here's four options. You guys pick majority rules and then mm-hmm. we'll talk about it. And we just have a great time because it's, you know, they, they tease me a little bit on the air, but hey, that's part of the job, <laughs> I guess. And we have a great time. And who are your colleagues who join you on the show? Well, usually it's a, it's a bunch of people who are just very close friends of mine. Excellent. Um, one that seems to be always on there, and I love it, is that he's a film student. He's a filmmaker himself. And uh, he, he, no matter what the topic is, he may not know what exactly we're talking about at all, but he'll chime in. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about uh, bringing people on. To, like, if you're willing to talk about it, then you're on the air for me. That's incredible. And I, and I think about um, having listened to a few of your programs, I think the way you break down the film, like you explore not only the soundtrack, as you said, but you just talk about um, what you as, a, as an audience participant took away. But you also talk about um, how the production came together. In some cases, you break down the film, the cinematography, the, the kind of what was set up. And I, I just think that's really interesting that you do get a lot of diverse opinions around that issue and run with it. And it feels very unscripted. Well, kind thank of you. How you how you do it. So thank you for, for doing that. And uh, for our listeners out there, when is your program on so they can tune in? Well, it's been floating up in many time slots, but currently it's at Mondays at three. Mondays at three. Mondays at three p.m. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so tune in. And what's the what's the title of it? <laughs> the title is "As the Real Turns." As the Real Turns. Very cool. And do I need to call you Double O Saletti? I mean, is that you know the the new moniker you would like? It. it it started out in high school as a, as a small nickname, but you are more than welcome to. It would be an honor if the president called me that. <laughs> it's, it's great. I have to, to tune into YouTube and, and hear some of your audiobooks. Um, so, so as you came to us from an HTI and you started to get uh, grounded on campus, how did you find your way into WKNH? How did you get connected? And what advice would you offer for either a prospective student 
or for a student who's new to us? Sure. Um, well, uh, it was again. It was it was Peter Dubois who just uh, who who was working on the Inside Owl Athletics at the Media Arts mm-hmm. Center, and um, he and I had known each other. He had actually helped me out with a film, and uh, he said, "Have you ever thought about the radio?" And I I was a little puzzled by it at first because I thought this is really something I never really thought about. Um, but I, sure enough, I came in here and uh, they were very welcoming at the time. And uh, I gave them the idea of doing As the Real Turns. And they said, sure, yeah. I mean, it's it's an hour talk show and uh, that should be enough time to talk about what you want. And then uh, you can you can just do that. And I thought, great. Uh, I, I'd totally be on board for that. And for anyone coming in, I'd probably say that, you know, just take the chance because um, you'll come on in, you'll you'll have to take a DJ test, but usually they'll help you out with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they want you to pass. And then you just pick a time slot and what you want to do. And then boom, there you go. There's a show. What's a DJ test? A DJ test <laughs> is pretty much uh, what what you have to do as a DJ, you know, what you can't say on the air, um, how, to, how to operate the board, what it feels like to be on the radio. Mm-hmm. And you know, sometimes uh, uh, there there are a few opinion questions as well, but they want they want you to pass the test. Sure. They want you to get a show. They want you to get uh, ha- have some fun in the air. So it's really a peer to peer support and trying to yeah. get you ready to to step into the seat. Absolutely, because for those listeners, you, this isn't TV, so you can't see what I'm looking at. But there is a board. There's all sorts of buttons and slides and things that queue up on the board on the uh, computer. So they just let me park and talk <laughs> <laughs> because I couldn't be the DJ on this. Uh, on the show, so I'm, I'm grateful for it, and that's great that there's a peer-to-peer support group. Um, so I think we're going to go to a quick break here. So this is the Campus Corner. We're going to take a, a quick 30-second station break, and we'll be right back. Good morning. Back on Campus Corner, this is Melinda Treadball. I'm the president here at Keene State, and in studio with me, my guest, Daniel Saletti. Good morning again, Good Daniel. morning, good morning. And for listeners just tuning in, you can stream us, wknh.org, and also uh, listen live on 91.3 FM. So... As always, um, one of the things that I love to find out about is is where are students, not only where did you come from and why did you come to Keene State, but where are you in this moment? Kind of what are the classes you're in? What are the things you're enjoying? What things are um, challenging for you as, as you're looking at your senior year? Yeah, I mean, uh, right now it's just, you know, getting all the journalism things together so I can um, uh, graduate in May. And, you know, there, there are... There, Getting them all together can be a little stressful. There can be some bumps in the road, but um, as long as you get get past those bumps and smooth it all out, you'll be fine. Um, right now, I'm taking um, hello uh, community community TV, uh, multimedia, and as well as a uh, law and ethics. And those are those are a Excellent. bunch of fun bunch of fun classes to take. And uh, heck, I'm even being uh, graded for my radio show. Oh, that's fun. fabulous. Um, I wonder, uh, one of the things for our listeners, um, for our seniors, like what stacks up? What types of things do you need to get in line for the end of your journalism degree? What what types of big um, assignments are you working on? It's a lot of... It's a lot of little things at the beginning, but then all of a sudden, you know, they'll, they'll say, here, here's a big project you have to do. And usually it's not terrible. Um, you usually kind of get an overlying cloud of, this is going to be hard. But when you look at it, it's like, okay, it's hard, but it's doable. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the good thing about it is that they're all pretty much projects for the most part. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you have a final project. You can do that. It's not necessarily a test. There is one test in the law and ethics class, Mm -hmm. but uh, it's it's a fun enough class where, you know, 
uh, I can pay attention, take the notes, and understand what's going on. What I what I've learned is, is that if a professor makes me laugh, you've gra- you've grabbed my attention. Right. <laughs> so, what are some of the projects you're in right now that you're most excited about? Um, at this point, they actually haven't given us too many. Sure. Um, uh, the, a lot of them are coming in at the multimedia class, mm-hmm. which is um, right now a um, like a photo a photo type of thing where we mm-hmm. interview someone about something on campus and we take some pictures of what they're doing or pictures of their surroundings of what they do and we say like how did you get into this mm-hmm. and then the community tv one has like ongoing projects pretty much of go shoot a story and then put it all together and then we'll make a giant newscast out of three of them or something like that mm-hmm. and so i did one about um, kind of the behind the scenes of the campaigns that we had that one wow. weekend where yes. they came after one after the other <laughs> Uh, and th- so, so that was that was pretty much it. And the the law and ethics one is just pretty much listen to what the professor says and write it down. Right. <laughs> so, so I'm going to come back to law and ethics. But so this idea of still image with narrative, right? So you so in the in the course that you're doing on multimedia, you're capturing still content and you're making a narrative around it. Right. So so how do you do that? How do you get in that creative space? It's you know it it, it can be hard to come up with something and. There are a lot of things that sometimes, you know, one person will say that and you have the same thought, but you really just have to think about what, um, what you know about without having it be too much of a, um, too much of a thing that you're used to. Mm -hmm. Like, um, for me, I was actually (laughs) surprised. I wanted to actually talk to you of all people Uh, (laughs) uh, because, because I, I, I didn't want to spring this on you immediately, but, um, I wanted to talk to you about like how you got into radio Oh wow! and then, um, you know get a picture of the sign out front or something yeah. like that and then put it all together nice. and then uh, that, that'll be a story about how you got into this. So it's it's a way for you with uh, both a still image and then a narrative to, to talk about um, an approach or an engagement, something that someone's doing that you want to tell a little bit of the exactly. narrative behind. Do they give you constructs for how much time or how many words or how this is set up? They say, for at least this one, they, they said, like, make it about a minute. Sure. And... You know, a minute can consist of, you know, 60 pictures Sure. Uh, if you make them go quickly every mm-hmm. so often. But um, if you want if you want the person watching to see what it is real quick, then you can maybe lower it to like maybe 10. Right. Um, and that that pretty much is what what the project is asking for. Now, if it were a bigger project for a real big company or something mm-hmm. like that then it would probably have to be a little bit more extravagant right, right. but uh for now it's just a very small test of what you can do and what and what you uh, learned so interesting i i think this is one of the things i love about this radio show is is the the creative work that our students get into um i never think about how you would tell a story in a minute with still images and narrative and yet there's an entire process of find a subject find a topic you're interested in in unpacking a little bit, and then you have to think about the production. How how many images can you fit? What can you do? And then how do you wrap that? It's it's really neat. I'll be excited to see what it is. I'm happy to help if, oh, it, if thank it's you helpful. So, much. so no worries thank you. there. Um, and uh, the the other question I had for you was: as you think about community TV, I've been um, connected at times on the the television program here that our students also run in our our television studio. Um, Community TV, are you groups working on stories? Do you bring in a couple of different story concepts and then the producers for the community TV program decide which content runs in any given week? Usually, uh, this one isn't, it's kind of, 
it's 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 hard to explain. It's kind of like um, basically like a class mm-hmm. show. Uh, it's not per se a, a huge show that we would show on KSC TV, mm-hmm. but what we do is we, we're sometimes breaking up into two different groups, mm-hmm. and they say uh, Joe, Sally, and John, you guys are going to do um, a couple packages and a voiceover, and then. Uh, uh, John and Joe are going to be the anchors, and then you guys go put it all together, wow. and there's your newscast. Um, and this is going to say, like, Daniel, you you did the campaign thing. We'll take your uh, voiceover, and we'll use it in our show. Wow, okay. So there's a lot of transferring of files, and you got to make sure you're, you get it to the right person. And then you basically just go in the studio and shoot it, make sure you look nice, and mm-hmm. then there you go. Wow. And so this then the professors work with you to critique and to to help give advice on how that ran and what the story did. Right. For them. That's incredible. And do you hope to do news? I hope to do something like that at times. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, I I'll, I'll be honest with you. I love doing the radio show. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to bring the show to like another station when I'm gone, mm-hmm. bring it to a, another community radio, maybe even a bigger station. Uh and, and do it all over again, because I love this thing. Mm-hmm. But yes, I, I'd love to do uh, broadcast news, because, you know, being in front of the camera, just it, delivering delivering the news, um, you know, sometimes it can be a little sad at times, but, mm-hmm. you know, just having fun behind the desk is a load right. of fun for me. Right. It's, in, it's incredible when I think about how many news threads there are at any given time, and the fact that our students actually are getting into that and contributing to it. So I'm excited to see where you go. We'll talk more about that at the very end of the show, because I want to know what you're thinking. So be ready. I'm going to ask you where you're headed. (laughs) Um, So law and ethics, what type of dilemmas do you explore in law and ethics as a journalism major? It's a lot of what-if situations. Mm -hmm. Uh, They the professor, uh, he really decides to say, like, you know, here you are in this situation. Like, uh, what one he gave was, you are you are a journalist with a bunch of Marines, and you see um, you see the enemy up ahead. Um, what do you do? Do you alert the Marines? Do you snap a photo, or do you just beat it and run? Hmm. Um, and so it's a lot of dilemmas like that. You know, what what's the moral thing to do, and what's the ethical thing to do? Mm-hmm. And uh, what is the what's the journalist's role in privacy? That's one of the lessons that he went over recently. Mm-hmm. And what does it take to be a journalist? What do you what what should you deliver? And what's the appropriate time to deliver the news? Mm-hmm. Like uh, an example he used was the recent death of Kobe Bryant. You know, mm-hmm. was it right to deliver the news right then before his family, or should the fans know first? Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of what should you do, mm-hmm. uh, and. It's it's a it's a good class because it's the delivery that the professor gives is always a little bit humorous, mm-hmm. and I I think you know as long as you overlook that and you think about the uh, think about the situations you're he's he's putting you in, mm-hmm. then yeah, it's actually a pretty good class and you learn a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think one of the dilemmas so when. So my career was in occupational safety and health, and so we did a lot of work on ethical dilemmas and um, how much exposure is safe and are we, what is the business interest versus the individual interest versus the law? And I think these ethical conundrums are really significant and they touch all professions. Oh, yeah. But I'm always interested in, particularly in today's world, in journalism and in news and in media and social media uh, streams, the ethical dilemmas seem really profound to me. The the challenges between um, telling a story for uh, media newsworthiness versus content newsworthiness right. um, versus public relations and image. Oh yeah. Um, so how do you step into that? I mean, you you are 
you're honing your skill in this. This will be something you pursue. But how do you stand in that? I mean, I'm still learning a lot from the class. So what I would say is usually, I mean, you know, if if I were in the, like the Marine situation, I would totally let them know because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm, I'm there too and I don't want anybody to get hurt. But if it were the... If it were a different situation, I'm not sure because I'm still learning of what right. would happen. And usually from what from what a lot of people – uh, usually the class agrees on a lot of the situations mm-hmm. that are given. But sometimes so, somebody will say one thing against – that you don't support. And mm-hmm. like, wait, no, no, no. I want to say something about that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in my head I think, wait, no, 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 no. That's not right. Mm-hmm. But you think it's right. I'm confused. Right. And I think I think that's the hard thing around ethics, right? An it ethical is. dilemma. There's There's – personal uh, understanding there's theory right and then there's practice right and this is one of the ones where it's difficult in the abstract right to um to to pursue and and make decisions but i'm really grateful for the fact that we're we're taking students through issues of theoretical understanding and, and enabling conversation around difficult different ethical dilemmas yes and boy i think the future is is going to be something where with mentors and with experience you'll step out into the world and you'll be put in these situations and um, and that's, for me, how I honed the skill and, and hold your own individual integrity in it, which is usually the, the most uh, important ground uh, right. because you'll get into those. And, oh, my gosh, if you covered the candidates, oh, how yeah. many did you cover on that weekend? How many uh, did you try to get through? There were many on at, campus. At, at the, well, yeah, there was, there was way too many to count. And um, I, didn't get, I didn't get close to the candidates at the time. I did a lot of, I did a lot of the stuff surrounding them because I wanted to get a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff. Yes. And I talked to one of the program coordinators, uh, Kim Schmidl-Gagney, mm-hmm. and she gave me a lot of insight of like how it, what it takes to put this thing together, yes. no matter the candidate. Um, but it's, it's honestly a lot of fun if you do a lot of tracking down of all the candidates because it doesn't matter if you support the one, that one you're going to see or not. It's just so much fun. And I remember um, last, last election, 2016, I actually ran around Concord uh, tracking down all the candidates and having them sign my school yearbook. Wow. And I still have it and, you know, just open it up and there they are. It was a load of fun. So um, definitely if you get the chance, uh, go ahead and do this because it'll be worth it just to say that you might – just to say you met, you met a candidate and possibly the next president. It's incredible. I think uh, we, on a radio program just a few weeks ago, um, talked with the leader of our Republican and Democrat student leader groups. And I think um, the fact that in New Hampshire, politics is both a spectator and a contact sport. Oh, yeah. It's the ability to really, we talked a little bit about that, but I think you're right. And and I'm really glad you took that into uh, to your work in, in the multimedia. Yeah. It's pretty neat. It's a lot of fun. Um so we haven't talked about this yet, but um, you're a huge Trekkie, oh as boy. I recall. So, so, um, <laughs> oh <boy. laughs> so for our listeners out there, and I know we've talked a little bit about this, but um, there has been, I know your film, uh, your uh, talk show covers this a little bit, and we talked a little bit about upcoming shows that are coming out, but um, how did you get to be passionate about Star Trek and about all of the um, kind of the complexity and the many, many takeoffs that have spun off that original series? I'll give. I'll answer that question first with a question. How did you get this information? <laughs> um, well, I think we were talking about um, Picard. That's right. right? Yeah. And and so the new show that was coming out, it just came up in tangent. But um, right. I used to love watching the Next Generation, and of course, I watched um, the uh, reruns of the original Star Trek right. when I was a little kid. So I just um, 
I'm just interested in how people find their way to it. I like the Next Generation series right. a lot. When I was in uh, grad school, it was wonderful to kind of disconnect and, and to go into a totally different world. But I'm just curious how you found your way to it. I mean, it was it, it, it was a I've been into it a, for a long time, ever since six years old, pretty much, I'd say. And, uh, you know, a lot of people have their different opinions mm-hmm. about what, who's their favorite and uh, so on and so forth. But I, I pretty much acknowledge it all. I say it's free free range. Every, all of them is good except for Discovery. We don't we don't speak of that. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. we, we don't speak I of agree. that. But, yeah, um, we just don't. It's a bad uh, bad chapter. Very bad chapter. Uh, <laughs> But honestly, it's, you know, if you have something like that that's been going on for over 50 years, they must be doing something right. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people like to acknowledge that Star Wars is better, but um, I, I beg to differ. And honestly, I, I'm actually, I, I've been trying to show some friends of mine some of the movies and they say like, oh, the Humpback Whales one and Khan, those were totally boring. It was awful. I'm thinking, really? Mm-hmm. But I showed them the 2009 reboot one and they say, oh, now this is better. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, everybody has their preference, but I, I say there's tons of there's tons of entertainment out there. Give it a chance and uh, give it a watch, and mm-hmm. I'm sure you will find something that you like. It's true. It covers a broad spectrum. Oh, it's yeah. A, it's a single genre, but really pretty broad. Absolutely. So, coming to the end of the show, what's next? What do you hope to do, Daniel? What's next? That's that's the magic question. And uh, I'm going to shake your hand in a couple of months. We're <laughs> go- I'm excited to see you graduate and uh, very excited to... To applaud you and Thank your you. success, but but what are you thinking? Well, again, you know, probably the main thing is I'd love to do the radio mm-hmm. because I love doing this and finding another station would be excellent. And I know I have uh, some of the professors here mm-hmm. and I'm looking around. Um, and then, you know, again, the broadcast world may call as well because I love doing that mm-hmm. and I love being in front of the camera, which is fun. Mm-hmm. So something like that is always a is always a good thing to think about, too. And what I do know um, from the students that I have had the ability to get to know in the journalism and broadcast journalism majors are faculty and the networks that they are tapped into nationwide are really, really helpful for you to, to get that initial yeah. start uh, and then to work your way up. I have no question that you're going to be an outstanding success, and I can't wait to see where you go and what you do. Thank you. Um, and I think in the coming months, how are you going to have some fun here in the last minute or so? Well, I got a whole list of movies that I'm going to try and drill out as quickly as I can. (laughs) I just need the people to help me out with it. And then, uh, you know, keep doing the show. And uh, I'll be going from here to home a couple times Mm -hmm. come the March and April. So Mm -hmm. I'll be excited to do that. And and then hopefully get everything straightened out so I can walk down that walk down the aisle. It's going to be great. Um, well, thank you, Daniel. Thank you. Thanks for being on the program this morning. And to all of our listeners out there, thank you for tuning in or streaming another edition of the Campus Corner. We'll be back next week. So thanks so much and have a great week. Thank you.